What's going on, Three Cup Podcast? I'm Isaac. And I'm sick. Oh, Nick is sick with it. <laughs> sick with what? He's sick uh, with it. Uh, damn right. <laughs> damn right. Fuck, dude, there's so much fucking wrestling this weekend. So much. So and much fucking news. So much, but then what's crazy is that I felt like I didn't miss anything. Oh, not at all. Except I actually did miss the pre-show matches from the Rumble. Um, It was actually a little bit more upsetting, in my opinion, the pre-show. Mm. Well, let's go ahead and talk about... Um, NXT TakeOver Phoenix, and oh boy, did it deliver? Yeah. I was about to cough, so I had to stutter. Yeah, it delivered. Oh my gosh, that uh, was a fun, fun night. Yeah, there there were some matches that <coughs> needed some improvement, but you know, you can't complain. Not every TakeOver can be a fucking five-star event. Uh, which one in recent memory wasn't one? Um... I rest my case. Okay, yeah. let's continue. <laughs> uh, NXT tag title match, the War Raiders versus Undisputed Era. Now, tag team wrestling is a personal favorite of mine, and this match, golly gee willikers, Batman, this shit was fucking crazy. I wasn't. I, I knew what to expect, but um, it was just crazy because they really outdid themselves, and this is how you start off the match. Um, I'm starting to appreciate more of how the show begins just as much as I care about how it Yeah, it's it's been they they I, they end strong but they start out like a bat like a bat out of hell. Exactly. They start off like uh that glass shatter. Yeah. Uh dope. Kyle O'Reilly and Roderick Strong divide and conquer the entire match. Um Hansen doesn't matter who was coming in, they were on them like like white on rice dude. It was bad they're just Kyler Riley and Roderick Strong have such great entering tag chemistry. They do. It, it's it's probably one of the best tag teams on NXT uh, aside from the War Raiders uh, right now. That was an incredible, incredible. Oh, and uh, let's not forget that they did do the um, the year end awards too at the beginning of the show. Oh, I see. I didn't watch any of the pre show. I was uh, <clears throat> I don't remember what I was doing. Um, I was kind of upset that Kyrie Sane won overall superstar of the year. Wow. Yeah. Excuse me. I, I, I was only upset because um, I felt that overall throughout all the takeovers, throughout everything, uh, don't get me wrong, she was incredible. But the year absolutely belonged to the Velveteen, Velveteen Dream. Yeah, uh, Velveteen Dream basically – um, solidified himself as probably the most recognizable character out of NXT. Exactly. Um, it, it was he's the most recognizable. Kyrie Sane has all this hype and this, and, and she delivers. But uh, Velveteen Dream was not someone that we all expected to be that damn good and to take over. Yeah. No pun intended. And he delivered on every expectation that was set out for him and superseded all the ones that we had for other superstars. Um, Jordi Gargano had an amazing year as well. Um, Andrade, during his time at the beginning of the year, was great. I mean, this and Aleister Black, of course, hands down. Um, um, and uh, Tommaso Ciampa. Like, all those guys really... Like held it down, and no disrespect to the women, the women did a great job. Shayna Baszler, uh, especially, and Kyrie Sane. But I had to disagree with that. Um, Velveteen destroyed 2018, yeah, and that it, was his year. It is a fan voting thing. That's the reason why she probably won it. She is probably the most popular one down there in NXT. Oh no, no doubt, no doubt. But again, they were slipping. Yep. Anyway. Continue with this uh, match. So, Kyler Riley and Roderick Strong basically divide and conquer the entire time. Hanson, that dude showed off some crazy athletic ability, hitting us with cartwheels every chance he got. Yeah. Um, basically, and that well, backspring. Oh. Yeah, dude, he is so good. So, uh, they, so uh, War Raiders end up getting the upper hand. They get rid of one of the uh, era, and they end up winning. And I was not mad at it. That was a great, great night. Oh, man. That was a great match. Shouts yeah. out to them. It was fantastic. Uh, next, we get Matt Riddle and Cassius Ono. A really hard-hitting fight uh, match, man. It really felt like a fight. Matt Riddle yeah. ends up winning with elbows to the face. Oh, man. He made him submit yeah. to elbows to the face. 
That was brutal, and it I was. loved it. That, and it made me think of um, Shayna and the other. Um, what's her name? Um, dang, this sickness really got me. Um, Sonya Deville. Like if Sonya Deville had that intensity um, in a match, that'd be insane. Shayna Baszler, she can end a match like that too. Oh, absolutely. Um, and I thought that this introducing this UFC style. A little bit more to the WWE and this hard hitting approach. I loved it, especially going against Cassius Ono. It was perfect. Yeah. Uh, next, we get the North America title match: Johnny Gargano versus Ricochet, and they basically just threw everything they had into this match. It was super, super competitive, um, back and forth the entire match, and uh, Johnny Gargano ends up picking up the win. Um, hard hitting affair. I love this match. It to me was match of the night. That was such a good moment for those two. Yeah. And uh, I'm really, really hyped off of what's to come next now that uh, Johnny Gargano is United States or the North American champion. Yeah. Basically, we saw Johnny Gargano break and uh, and go bad. Yeah. It was fantastic. Yeah. He's finally been broken. Um, so next we get uh, the NXT Women's title match, Bianca <coughs> Belair versus Shayna Baszler. Um There's a big discrepancy in terms of wrestling ability between the two. And uh, Shannon Baszler had to carry Bianca Belair through a lot of it. And one big criticism that I've had that Sam Roberts actually got blasted on as well is that she is super athletic, but I don't think she was ready to be put into the spot. Um, When he first said it, I, I agreed Slightly, because I looked back on a couple of her matches and I was like, okay, maybe I'm tripping. Maybe I'm just um, high on her because I like her ability. But um, I felt like she was going to prove everybody wrong. And in my opinion, she did. I think that um, she absolutely executed everything that um, was needed of her in this match. I think that she pulled a lot of emotion into the match you pulled for her um you had hope that she was going to like emerge victorious um i think that this was a really good showing for her um the one part that i did not really like was when she started freaking out and was like okay i hit her with my best what the hell am i gonna do because she kicked out you know that moment was like damn all right you had it until then because you're supposed to be undefeated. You're supposed to be this cocky, um, bad chick, you know? And that moment killed it for me. But I, I, I give her um, a strong high B for her performance in that. Like, I thought it was really good. And then, you know, the slap with the hair always, always comes correct. And that little cut the... Shayna got on her ribs. Yeah, she like, broke oh, skin. Yeah. She broke skin. She drew blood. Uh, I was with, like, with, yeah. With, by whipping her, Shayna Baszler with her hair, which was absolutely bananas. Um, but it's, and I think Sam Roberts was justified in his criticism of her. To me, I think that she isn't as good of a wrestler mm-hmm. as, uh, say, Candice LeRae, as Io Shirai, as Kyrie Sane. You know, she just doesn't have that in ring ability. <clears throat> Her athleticism, on the other hand, is she's super athletic. Um, but in terms of everything else, I think she still needs a little more work. She's still very green. No, she's very green. And um, I think I still stand by that she's going to be one of the best. But, um, I mean, this was just one moment. And uh, I think that she's going to be great uh, going forward. I... Uh, I have high hopes. This, this to me said a lot, and I think that um, she, she, she should be proud of everything that she accomplished in that ring. Yeah. So we get a, a ref bump. Out comes Justin Duke and Marina Shafir. Um, basically, uh, she's able to fight them off, takes them out. She ends up going for the 450 splash, misses. Baszler ends up getting her in the rear naked chokehold, and she goes to sleep. Tough loss. Tough loss. Uh, next we get our main event Alistair Black versus Tommaso Ciampa and this match I, I had higher hopes for it it didn't really hit a, it didn't hit out the park to me 
Um, but he did sure hit a, a double, a strong double. Um, a lot of back and forth. They did they did a really good job of uh, uh, taking the fight to each other, super physical, just like they're gonna match. And um, basically, uh, Tommaso Ciampa ends up picking up the win. This match more felt like not like a double, but it more felt like a um, uh, in the park home run. You know, like that's what it felt to me. Like, you don't know if he's actually going to make it, if the ball's going to, you know, get it before him. And then you're kind of like, uh, and then he makes it and you're like, oh, he got it. And it was, it was exciting. Um, and it felt very, it felt good, but it wasn't, like you said, as amazing as we predicted it would be. Um, cause those two can absolutely kill it in the ring. Um, I just thought that it was just, it was exciting, but it wasn't as exciting as it should be. So, I had fun. Um, it, it was a takeover was great as usual. Um, after Gargano and Ciampa are standing at the top of the ramp, they look at each other, and it looks like they kind of uh, that Gargano <coughs> has peace with the devil within him. It was a, uh, it was, it was just one of those things. Um, after the event. Um, on the network or on YouTube, they showed uh, uh, basically Alistair Black come out, uh, Valentine Dream, um, who else was there? Uh, Adam Cole, and there was another person involved in it. Oh, Ricochet. And so we're going to end up getting a uh, six-man tag match on uh, Sunday, Super Bowl halftime show. Boom. Yeah, that's going to be great. I'm with it. Uh so the Royal- and, which is yeah. kind of cool because we haven't seen that in like years. Yeah, when was the last time we saw it? It was like Sunday Night Heat, some shit like that. Sunday right? Night Heat, yeah. So I'm, I'm with it mostly because, um, you know, I'm I'm really not caring about the halftime show because they definitely could have done a better job for this halftime show, mm. but still. Uh, so I watched none of the pre-show except for the uh, cruiserweight match. <clears throat> What went down for the uh, Gable, Bobby Roode versus Rizar and Scott Dawson match? That was very upsetting, and I was uh, I was very upset with that just because it really did feel thrown together, and it was like, well, we should put the Raw Tag Team Champions on TV, and that shows that they do not have, they're not putting enough care into it, and um, if I was Bobby Roode or Chad Gable, I'd be pissed. Like, I, I would not want to hold those titles because, <clears throat> excuse me, they don't care. They don't care enough about it. Um, there's so much that they're focusing on and uh, trying to touch everything that your champions should be your priority. Your champions should be on TV. Your champions should be the ones that um, you see more of. You're building so much story outside of your champions that... Um, the crazy thing to me is that your universal champion, your main champion, is not on TV every week. Right. So to me, there shouldn't be an excuse as to why your Raw Tag Team Champions get shown every other week. Or, you know, that doesn't make sense to me. Um, so this was just more like, hey, we forgot about them. Let's put them on TV. So I was really upset about this match. So um, the show opened with them. And the cameraman fell. <laughs> And I loved that. That was the highlight of that match to me. Uh, the cameraman falling. So Chad Gable, Bobby Roode, and picking up the win. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, next we get Rusev uh, versus Shinsuke Nakamura for the U.S. title. And that fell flat to me because it felt more like uh, two individuals in the ring who are feeling frustrated with their direction and what's going on to where they're relegated to the main or to the um pre-show like it kind of sucks the heat or the the steam that rusev day was getting in the beginning and he can really use that and ride that wave all the way up to the top he's not getting it right and uh lana being there and being subjected to another like oh my husband bumped me off the rope and now i get hurt like it kind of that was just stupid but right. it was not even really that great of a match it was just okay we're here uh shinsuke ends up retaining um next we get the federal four away for the cruiserweight title kalisto versus hideo tommy versus akira Taza versus buddy murphy 
Uh, Aiden English is on commentary with Nigel McGuinness and Vic Joseph. Uh, uh, this, to me, this, um, man, the Royal Rumble was a really long pay per view with the pre show. I'm glad I got to skip it. Uh, yeah, because I was on my way to I was on my way to Andy's uh, for pizza. And <coughs> um, anyways, this match was really good. A lot of high flying impact stuff there. Uh, commentary talked a lot about that. Hideo Tommy was the only one to never hold the uh, cruiserweight title, so you kind of had a feeling he was going to pick up the W. At least I did. Um, he was mm-hmm. definitely my pick. Um, but Brody Murphy ends up uh, pinning uh, Hideo Tommy and retaining the title. Um, that felt really off to me. Like, uh, the match was pretty good. Like, it, it was pretty good. I'm not going to hate on it. It was just more of, like, there was something about that pin that bothered me. I, out of all the people to take that pin, I didn't want Hideo. Um, just because he has never won a championship in in his during his time in the WWE. He's had injury after injury. He spent more time at home than he has with the brand. Right. So... It it hurt because it was like there's no love for him at all. You know what I mean? Like True. there's no real like push for him. There's and and it bothered me. And when I saw him going to a five live, I was like, yeah, we both said, yeah, this could help. This could be this place for him. But then that's it. This is his final resting place. Yeah. And him taking that pin to me was like, yeah, this is it. Yeah, we'll talk a little bit about about that later. Um, SmackDown Women's title match Becky Lynch versus Asuka this was the official kickoff to the pay-per-view um, and the match actually the match was really good it delivered um... you're bugging this is how you start the show right, I it, it immediately it delivered and I immediately was like oh I see where y'all going I see it, I see it, because it was... this this was the match that was like these two women saw what takeover did the last night yeah. and was like oh no we got this and that's how they started off the night it felt like takeover it felt like this is how it should be these two women were in nxt and they know how to bring the house down to start the show this is how it's supposed to go they really set the tone for the rest of the night and for every other wrestler that went after them i actually felt bad for the next match um so oscar ends up picking up the win she puts her in a um and Oscar Lock in the middle of the ring, and uh, basically she ends up like flipping over into a bridge, and Becky immediately taps out. Um, yeah. And she sits up, looks just broken, and Oscar uh, is the uh, retains. I, I mean, I I knew that Oscar was going to retain. It was just more of like I I wanted. I thought there was going to be fuckery. fuckery. Yeah, I thought there yeah. was fuckery. That's all I wanted, but it's cool. It was clean. It was clean, so yeah. I'll take it because it legitimizes and makes Oscar stronger. Yeah, not uh, not like um, how she had uh, been treated before. Exactly. Uh, SmackDown Tag Team Title Match: Chadwick Man and the Miz versus the Bar. Uh, the Miz comes <coughs> out with the Miz and Mac jersey. I hope that's on sale. Fire! I, I forgot to check because I, I want it. Chadwick uh, Man did it. Shane Man came out with the Shane O'Mac uh, baseball jersey. Um, so Zero, uh, or the bar, they come out in all purple gear. D- did you see the jacket? Loved it. It was Thanos. That was fire. Fuck yeah. Uh, it, How come none of that stuff is on sale? I don't know, dude. I don't think they have the rights to it. I don't know, but I want to kill. Um, dude. Maybe it, that's just me. It was, I, I rock a kilt. They look comfortable as fuck. No, yeah. no restriction. Um, yeah. So this match was, was a really good match. Um, Shane... I just want to go to the end here. So um, the bar end up getting getting the advantage on Shane McMahon. Uh, Miz comes in, saves him, um, and basically hits uh, Sheamus with the school crusher finale uh, after he throws Cesaro out. And basically Shane McMahon hits a shooting star press. Yes. One, two, three. Miz and Shane pick up the mat. Uh, pick up the win. I'm telling you, I I jumped out of my seat because how often, nay, how many times has this man actually hit that shooting star's press on somebody? Dude, like I haven't seen him do it in years. I've we've only seen him do it, but we've never seen him connect. That's true. You know, 
Yeah. And to see him connect was more of the shock than him doing it. That's the crazy thing. And I was like blown away. They are the tag team champions. Wow. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. Because to be honest with you, starting the match, it hit me and was like, oh, man. What if this whole thing is a is going to be a heel turn for the Miz once again? What if he goes up there and he like clotheslines him or something, you know, and beats him down with Sheamus and them? Like I would love this, and it leads to a match at WrestleMania. I was like, yes, but then the win happens, so I'm like, oh, I'm with this. All right, cool, I'm with it. Like this, it's still good. I'm happy about it. But that would have been crazy, right? Dude, it, it was absolutely, uh, yeah, it, it was crazy, dude. That match was, it delivered. Um, and I, I wasn't expecting a whole lot, but it, it really did do what it needed to do. It, yeah, exactly. It did what it needed to do. Um, it's no, it wasn't going to be the most technical match, and it wasn't going to be like hands down, like Usos versus, you know, the bar type of matchup. We just knew that it was going to be. Uh, a pretty decent match. So it was to expectation. Oh, absolutely. Uh, next we get Ronda Rousey versus Sasha Banks for the Raw Women's title. Um, despite how sloppy it was on Ronda Rousey's part, um, I thought the match worked out really, really well. Uh, you, you shut your mouth. The, she, she was sloppy, but I think it was because nah, she was playing son. the part of being overly aggressive and... That played up to Sasha Banks being able to 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 challenge to channel that aggression Ronda Rousey's throwing at her and make it work in her favor. I knew you was gonna bring the hate. I knew you were gonna bring the hate. Um, I liked the match. I'm I, just saying to me, I it, loved it, it. Her movements in the ring weren't as crisp as she has been doing in the past. Okay, that's fair. But to be honest with you, um, you're tripping. Because I think that uh, this match was actually the best match that Ronda Rousey has had in this company. Mm. I honestly 100% do. Um, These two worked so well together. And there were moments where it was like, it looked like it was just um, sloppy or slippy. But it was more of like um, Alexa, or not Alexa, I'm sorry. um, Stop listening. Um... It was more of Sasha Sasha getting into the head of her. And I really appreciated that because she was absolutely telling a story from beginning to end. And you felt it. You rode with her. You were involved. I was like really zoned in on this match. And I thought that this was the best that I've ever seen Rhonda. period. And the only thing that was missing was blood. Like, I, I thought this was a fantastic match. If two women could get into the ring and there be blood, it would be those two and Charlotte. But I think that this was incredible. Did you notice Ronda Rousey's uh, green gear was the White Ranger? Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty badass. That was uh, badass. I really liked when Sasha Banks hit, hit her with the, uh, the bank statement and uh, locked it in and used her, her own gear to... Yeah. Uh, give her a little more torque to a ronda rousey yeah uh, but it, it, it was it was a fun match don't get me wrong i'm just saying that her aggression came off as sloppy and but come on those three amigos yeah the, you wasn't feeling that it, it was cool that was a great dig yeah and i was like oh okay ronda let's um, let's and, go and for the fact that she went so hard ronda rousey the fact that she was able to um roll through at the end and power up and then hit sasha banks with the um that finisher she has yeah, Pipe, uh, that was, fit. yeah, that was super impressive. That was very impressive. And I really feel like um, every match that she's had with the four horsewomen of WWE has been superb. And I'm really looking forward to um, a future match with her. But I'm, I'm looking forward to more future matches with her because she's really elevating herself. Yeah. And if anyone out there is still doubting and hating... Um, the question is, what are you hating? Are you hating that she's actually good, getting better? That that's what a lot of it is. It's, it's just the fact that she's so good, and it, it she got so good so fast that there's gonna be hatred. 
That's fair. It's misdirected, but oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. Ronda Rousey, you get a five from me. That was um, great. After the match, they shake hands. Um, Sasha comes back, throws up the four, and walks off. I was waiting for the beatdown, yo. I was waiting. Yeah, I was waiting for some fuckery. I was waiting for a lot of fuckery in pay per view. Didn't get to for much real. Fuckery. Not uh, a one. Oh, we did. Uh, next, we get the thirty women. We got two fuckeries. Thirty women royal oh, yeah, yeah, match. Yeah, yeah. Um, starts off with Natty and Lacey Evans. Lacey Evans. I was like, what the all right? What the, uh, okay, I, I, I'm down with this. She showed. She showed that she belongs. She does. Um, I know I doubted like her ability, but she she belonged. She she looked ready. She yeah. looked right. Um, next up, we had Mandy Rose. So we had a lot of blonde. Um, Natty hit her with the double sharpshooter. Um, next we get Liv Morgan coming out. She comes in. She ends up getting back body dropped to the outside pretty quickly. Um, so next is Mickey James, uh, Ember Moon. We got to get no. So there were no surprise entrances. Entrance. None. Um, except for Candice LeRae. Oh yeah, actually that was a huge surprise. I yeah. was not expecting her. It took me a second to realize that it was her. Yeah, because the music, I, you don't see her much on TV. Yeah, we don't. And you don't hear her music. So then when the music came on, I was just like, okay, who's this? I don't know this. And then she comes out all sprite and smiley. And I was like, oh, yeah. Business just picked up. Maria this Can- is good. Maria Canales was another surprise. Oh, that was a huge surprise, too. Um, actually, not really that big of a surprise. Um, it's just more of we forgot that she was there. So well, I wasn't expecting her to to be in it. I, I was expecting her, but it wasn't uh, like a big thought. You know who I was expecting to see and oh. who I really want to see get back into the ring? Oh. Michelle McCool. Yeah. She can uh, still go. She, she looked good. She looked good at last year's uh, Red Rumble. And at Evolution. Yeah. Uh, next, we had Casey Catanzaro. Uh, Catanzaro. Uh, Mrs. Ricochet. Yeah, she – that girl fucking – ooh. I was like, oh, uh. well, she came out because uh, uh, Andy and Mike, um, they, they didn't – haven't seen her wrestle before, so they didn't watch her in the in the main classic. And oh, was, she killed! And I was telling, I was like, "Yo, she's a high flyer, like <coughs> she, former American Ninja Warrior. This girl is legit." And she started hitting those high flying moves, and then when yeah. she did the when she got thrown out, and um, she did uh that that handstand walking thing, and then wrapped her legs around the pole, and then flipped her body up, and then fucking shimmied up the fucking post. Oh man. They were. I fucking just spazzed the fuck out. I did too. That was that was incredible. Like I, I didn't even care about what Kofi Kingston was gonna do because I was like, "That's dope." Yeah, uh, that girl got skills. She she's fantastic, dude, and she's only been doing it for less than two years. I know, and she has a great teacher too with Ricochet. She does. Uh, Zelina Vega's out next. Fucking oh, rocking. Uh, um, Vega. Sabio Vega from Street Fighter with the oh. mask and the the hand claws. Girl. I I gave her a, a standing O for that. I and was then like, she yeah. She did my favorite thing. She hid under the ring. Yes. Until horn until horny uh Hornswoggle um chased her out from under. I'm not mad at that. It was really cool. Uh Rhea yeah. Ripley, another big um another surprise um came out. Uh Io Shirai um also. Um there was there was a few surprises from NXT. That yeah. girls came out. I know I'm missing one. Oh, I'm missing um Zia Lee. Yeah. Zia Lee, um, when she came out, I was excited. Yeah. But I you could tell the crowd was just like, who? But she's got I'm, skill. She's got skill. I'm hype off of her. Yeah. And I really, really like her. I think that she could be like a good player going in. Um but I also think that they're gonna give her the Zeta treatment. They're not gonna see her as much and then probably release her. Nah, Zeta just couldn't I don't think Zeta was really um, was there in terms of character work or mic skills? I think that might have been her downfall because she she actually can wrestle her ass off. I think there's yeah. some other stuff that she just wasn't clicking. Yeah, because I was watching uh, one of her like highlights from a, a show in China, and she was doing really well. And I was like, why did they let her go? It has so to, it has to probably do with like her um, ability talking ability. Yeah. yeah. Um. So Ember Moon gets hurt. Alexa Bliss um, hits her with the uh, the Bliss knee. And basically fucks, uh, destroys her elbow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, I looked rough when she landed. I was like, oh, girl, Alexa, girl. Bliss, you're, you're a little rusty. 
Yeah. Um, Bailey came out at 27. As soon as I was like, as soon as uh, number 27 came out, whoever that was was going to be my pick at that moment. I pulled like Jared the King Lawler, you know, changed my pick. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Bailey came out at 27. I was like, oh shit, are they really going to let Bailey win? Because you know the you know the tradition is that if you come out at 27, you typically win. Yeah, the numbers are highly in the favor of number 27. Yeah, but uh, that doesn't happen. Um, so our final four. Um, oh, so so 29. Um, let's see here. Who's number 29? Lana. Uh, Lana. Lana, she had her, lay, her ankle on a cast. Um, Becky comes out, and she's basically trying to – she's begging with um, – what's his name? Um, Dave Finley. Dave Finley. Uh, like, you know, let me get in there. Let me get in there. He's saying no. She's making her case. And then he finally says, you know what? Go on ahead. So she comes in. At number 30 was Carmella. God, I love Carmella. Um, at this moment, after 30, it goes on for a good 10 to 15 minutes. Yeah. And it was good. Yeah. Um, I was not mad. So This was like the longest... They gave the women a lot more time to tell this story, yeah. and I really loved that. Let's see. So our final four is uh, Charlotte, let's see Nia Jax, Bailey, and uh, Becky Lynch. So I was only off by one. Which was who? Um, I thought it was uh, Alexa Bliss. Yeah, who? I don't remember who I had in the final four. Stop listening. Yeah, I thought that. I, I forgot who you had to, but that was my final four. Yeah. Um, oh, I, I didn't have I didn't even have uh, Becky in it because she wasn't gonna be announced in it. Uh, but anyway, so the final two were were Flair and Becky, and Becky ends up um, that was my pick tossing Flair out and picking up the win. I was half right, so I get a whole point. Yeah, I don't yeah, care. Yeah. <laughs> I I went with Charlotte, and uh, that didn't happen. Yeah. It's so close, though. right now I'm three for three. Uh, AJ Styles versus Daniel Bryan, and it it was a really, really, really good match. I do think that there is more room for improvement because these two dudes have so much more to give. Um, again, super physical. Uh, referee bump. Referee gets kicked in the head. Uh, Ro- Eric Rowan comes out, decked out in flannel. He gets involved, ends up face slamming. Well, what is what is that? It's like a face no. palm. Choke slam maneuver? Uh, I don't know, cause he just grabbed him by the base. He fucking palmed him like a basketball. Daniel Bryan's a pick, uh, covering him. One, two, three. Daniel Bryan picks up the W. Who does that? But damn. Know. Yeah, and uh, so it looks like Daniel Bryan's got himself some backup. I, I like it, but then I don't, because I get it. Like, let's bring somebody big to be behind him. Traditional thing, whatever. But not Eric Rowan because you just broke up the Bludgeon Brothers after spending a year building them. We don't know that. Fair. Fair, but still. Time will tell. Yeah. Uh, let's jump into the Universal Title match: Finn Balor versus Brock Lesnar. Finn doesn't come out in in his uh, body paint, which was disappointing because you know what that means. Uh, I read that it's um, that Vince only wants it at SummerSlam. Aw, fuck you, and Vince! That is the most ridiculous thing because it's supposed to be special. Does that mean that um, he's going to have like a take a shake at SummerSlam? I don't know, but. Actually, that would be awesome. He's 34 years old, man. He doesn't have a lot of time. Let's get some fucking wins on this dude. Yeah, but the problem that I have is that, yeah, it's a special thing, but the Royal Rumble special. He's fighting for against the Beast. Why not bring that? Yes, true, you want to have him look like the underdog, but have the Beast come out, he still looks like, or the Demon come out, he still looks like an underdog. Like, my problem with that is just... it. You're treating this thing that is huge and amazing and making it small and forgettable. Um, I, it it kind of takes the, the, the luster out of it. If, yeah. you, if you let him do it at the big four, not 
just not all of them, but if you have them do it at the big fours, then it it doesn't take away its mystique and its power because it's still amazing to see. And because of uh, the way that he has changed it up consistently. It's never like, boring. It's never boring. Yeah. Especially that Jack the Ripper one was incredible to me. Coming yeah. out with the chainsaw too. Oh my gosh, that was incredible. Like, let's let's not like destroy this man's like creativity. Let's 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 have some fun. Uh Finn jumps on Brock Lesnar right off the bat, attacks him, takes the fight right to him, using his speed um and his technical <clears throat> prowess to take the to get the upper hand and his high flying ability. But it really doesn't fucking matter. Brock Lesnar eventually gets control of the match. Suplex City, about to suplex. Um and then uh but Finn ends up throwing him into the edge of uh, the announce table a couple times, fucking up with his uh, diverticulitis. Uh, yeah. Hits a uh, coup de gras, but it doesn't Man. matter because uh, Kimura lock, Finn Baylor ends up tapping out. I I really love that because it really was just like, okay, I don't think I can actually beat this guy without, you know, trying to beat him at his own game yeah so it was more like he had to outsmart the guy the smaller guy and i really like that and i really like uh brock lesnar's dynamic when he's in the ring with someone smaller it's a lot more fun and uh, let's give it up to brock brock is actually like amazing in the ring to watch when he wants to be when he wants to be yeah um but this was a this is a good match, and it didn't hurt Finn Balor at all. Um, let's jump into the men's uh, Royal Rumble. Um, so first entrant is Elias. He's about to start singing <coughs> the song. Out comes J E double F J A double R E double T. I kind of expected it. I did not. But I also expected uh, at number three. To be the honky tonk man. Let's have some fun. Yeah, we didn't get that. We um, didn't get that. Jeff or number Jar- four, Road Dog. Let's oh, really no, right. have some fun. That would have been crazy. Um, so Jeff Jarrett asks Elias to get out of his way so he can do a strut. Elias ends up punching him. They end up brawling. Um, and then uh, number three was uh, Shitsuke Nakamura. Expected. Yep. Um, Elias smashes the guitar over Jarrett and basically eliminates him. Um, then Kurt Angle's number four, Biggie number five. Uh, Johnny Gargano. Johnny Wrestling. He gets a massive pop at number six. Did any? I wasn't expecting him. I knew that we were going to get some NXT guys, obviously, but I wasn't expecting him. I was hoping. I thought it was going to be Tommaso Ciampa. I thought so too. But then again, it really wouldn't work with his character. Mm, yeah, that's fair. Uh, Jinder Mahal at number seven. Um, and it, Kurt Hawkins at number nine. You get they start coming out. Samoa Joe. Uh, Seth Rollins at number 10. Um, guys are getting eliminated. It, it's just really, really good. Kofi Kingston comes out. Uh, Kofi Kingston basically had two spots. One where he... Uh, he, How does he land? Um, he lands on his back. And one foot is on the ground. That's right. Oh, no. He gets uh, eliminated. and uh, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then... Um, he has one foot on Xavier Woods, and Xavier like pulls him up, and it's like the wheelbarrow thing. Yeah, and then squats him, and then carries him to the steps. But it doesn't matter because they get eliminated at the same time. Um, Doi Jose gets eliminated pretty quick. Uh, Dean Ambrose comes in. Um, Andrade Sinalmas, Pete Dunne. Pete Dunne had a really good showing. He showed what he could really do. <coughs> Fan, the crowd really seemed to love him. Yeah, um, I had a beef. But uh, I'll let, let's finish this first before I get into my beef. Uh, Mustafa Ali gets a massive pop. Um, Alistair Black gets a pretty big pop. Um, Shalom Benjamin with the new ring gear. I fuck. I love his new ring gear. I do too. He looks like a Power Ranger. He does. Um, and let's, let's jump. To, let's jump to the end here because this that's what's important. Um, well, Bobby Lashley gets comes out gets eliminated pretty quickly. Um, Dolph Ziggler at number twenty eight. That told me something. That really did. And he's done. Mm. He's definitely done. All right. Uh, Randy Orton at number 29. And number 30, of course, we, ding- we know it's going to be R-Truth. R-Truth comes out. But Nia Jax attacks him. 
That was interesting. Yeah. Uh, now this took a huge turn. Let's see here. Yeah, so uh, she ends up eliminating Mustafa Ali, which pissed me the fuck off. That really did. Yeah, that, that pissed me off. I was like, this is stupid. This dude has been hot shit for fucking the last two months, and you're going to do the man like this. Um, she ends up eating a super kick, ends up eating a, a 619, and then ends up eating an RKO. And then gets eliminated. Gets eliminated. But she made history. Yeah. She's the first female competitor to be in both the women's and men's and eliminate somebody in both. Um, the so last, shout out to her. Yeah. So the last four are um, <coughs> Seth Rollins, Braun Strowman. Um, who else is it? Um, Dolph Ziggler and uh, Andrade. I think I got two of them. Yeah. Um, so Seth Rollins ends, ends up winning the uh, the Royal Rumble. And I win. I called that. I think we both did. Oh, yeah, I think we did. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so Seth Rollins is, is our uh, Royal Rumble winner. Okay. You want to hear my beef? Absolutely. Um, this was brought to my attention because I was just scrolling through, uh, you know, timelines and stuff on Twitter. Seeing what what the people were saying, um, this guy uh, Scott Heisel. Did you yeah. see this? No. Um, he put um, the fastest eliminated competitors in last night's um, Royal Rumble match: <clears throat> Jinder Mahal with twenty nine seconds, Bobby Lashley fifteen seconds, Titus O'Neil five seconds, Xavier Woods three seconds, and Noe Jose two seconds. A combined 54 seconds of ring time for five people of color. It makes you wonder. I was not really on board with that, but it kept going. In fact, no male competitor in the last in last night's Royal Rumble even made it 10 minutes in the ring. Apollo Crews was in there for five minutes. Big E was in there for six. Kofi was in there for eight. And Shelton Benjamin was in there for nine. Um... And all seven black male competitors combined eliminated zero people. And Baron Corbin and Kurt Hawkins eliminated more people than them. So I was like, okay. And then I started thinking back on last year and the year before. And I'm actually kind of blown away. Can you tell me how many people of color have won the Royal Rumble in the past five years? Uh, see, so Roman Reigns won it twice? Uh, once. He went in as the champion in one year and lost to Triple H. Uh, so let's see. So this year was Seth. Last year was Shinsuke. The year before that, um, was Hunter. The year before that was Roman. Um, the year before that, I want to say was... Randy? Randy Orton. Yeah. And then going back um, even more, the person before then was The Rock. So I was like, "This that's 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 kind of telling to me. That's kind of weird because I'm not saying that like the WWE is racist, blah blah blah. That's not at all where I'm going with this. But what I am saying is that you don't see too many opportunities of going to WrestleMania and main eventing and being like that marquee." Um, guy at the end of the match or at the end of the night main event holding that title up right, like we then, don't see it but then on the, on the flip side of that if you go back you see the guys that Vince has chosen to be the next guy let's go back to Ahmed Johnson who was injury prone Shalom Benjamin shit the bed um, and then it's just Titus O'Neil just a little too long in the tooth despite how much I love the man age <coughs> on the side the only one that I can't see to as who didn't who had there's no reason for the man to be elevated to fucking main event status. The two guys would be three guys would be Biggie, Kofi Kingston, and Booker T. Yeah, and why is that? Booker T, the only reason I can see is that he was a WCW guy. He had Howard World Championships. But yeah. Big, Big E and Kofi, I think the whole I think Randy Orton burying him might have fucked him up in uh, Vince's eyes. The fact that Kofi probably didn't slap the shit out of Randy Orton probably was like but biggie i have no idea why biggie has not been in the main event to me that makes zero fucking sense 
The dude is big. He's strong. He can work his ass off in that ring, and he can talk his ass off on the mic. I'm starting to think that they have like also this idea of this is what my champion should look like. And like, okay, Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley checks all the boxes nope. of what a champion should look like. You don't think so? Physically, yes, but he can't talk to save his life. Um, fair. So you put a mouthpiece on him. Mouthpiece but, can't be the face of your company. Yeah, but what about Brock Lesnar? Brock Lesnar, oh, dude, Brock Lesnar could, could talk his ass off. No, he can't. Oh, that's dude, why he has Paul and, Heyman. Go and look at what he, the promos he cut against Eddie Guerrero. Eddie Guerrero? No, I knew you were going to bring that up, and I watched that. And yeah, that was vicious because they had like a, a real like rapport, and they really like have that great of a friendship to where they could have went out and did that. Now, Brock Lesnar doesn't care about anybody, so he's not going to go out of his way to make like make friends with any of these people. But he's not and even you the, could tell that. But he's not even the face of the company. Yeah, but you're putting your biggest title that's on Raw, which is Vince's baby, on this guy who's barely there. You throw him so much money to keep him there. That's how valuable he is. That's how valuable he is to your company. That is the face of this company, in a sense. And then you put Paul Heyman on him, and now he's the voice of your face. That's how it's seen and that's how it's taken but nobody takes it seriously anymore because he's never there his reign it, it doesn't matter to anybody and well no it doesn't matter it, to the hardcore fans it doesn't matter to the hardcore fans that's fair yeah. but so you gotta talk about the casual audience and so in the, in the casual audience if you're looking at this people who tune in or whatever you see someone as big and as bold or big and as buff as strong as Big E or as, uh, uh, no, I'll keep it to Bobby Lashley, to, as Bobby Lashley, like, you're going to wonder, why isn't he the champion? All right, so you're forgetting one massive caveat why Brock Lesnar champion, former UFC World Heavyweight champion. When Brock Lesnar is on TV, he's getting coverage by ESPN, by Fox Sports, by massive, massive outlets. Isn't um, Bobby Lashley on what? You're cut Isn't out Bobby there. Lashley undefeated in MMA? He also was never the heavyweight champion of Bellator. Mm, that's fair. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And he would have he got his ass kicked beat by meathead Matt Mitrione or by Ryan Bader or by um, Federer. Okay. I'll take that. I'll take that on the chin. But I just feel like um, we need to reevaluate and relook at what's going on here. Because if if Black Twitter, <laughs> which is a real thing, people, if Black Twitter caught wind of that and was like, wait, how come there hasn't been? It's going to be like all it's, it's going to be crazy. But I, I thought it was just something I thought it was something interesting that I noticed while watching this product for years. And people can say the rock this and the rock that. That's great. But name me another one who's held the WWE championship that was African-American. Name me one person other than The Rock that won the Royal Rumble. But then you also you got to take consideration who is in the main event storyline and all this other stuff. Yeah, uh, but just, why isn't there one? Why isn't there like a big push for any of them? Like what's, what's missing? And we can circle around and say all these things, but Kofi Kingston definitely could have been that guy. And to this day, he still could be that guy. Big E could be that guy. There's so, there's not a lot in the WWE. I get that, but at the same time, like we have the opportunity to really, like, look at this differently. But like, you, you, you gotta take into consideration these dudes' personalities at the same time. Backstage, that's fair. Who was Vince McMahon? Vince McMahon's a motherfucker that'll punch you in the face. Pick and Kofi up. Kingston was the guy who slapped him on a plane. Yeah, and that's when he gave him a shot at Randy Orton. And he went, and he didn't do that to Randy when Randy buried him. Mm. If you took, if you take a look at Stone Cold, if you take a look at The Rock, if you take a look at, at Taker, these dudes wanted it. They went to Vince, and they wanted it. I think Kofi does, and I think now's the time for Kofi. 
But then again, at the same time, it's got to be the thing where Vince is not going to put a title on either of them three if they don't say, I don't want to be a New Day anymore. Yeah. And But their damn, damn t-shirt royalty checks are a lot better than any fucking check they're going to get carrying that title. Yeah, exactly. That's a lot of money you got to be willing to give up to try to be the face of the company. Catch 22. Fair. I just thought it was something to bring up. Yeah, no, I understand what you're saying, yeah. but I you got to take it to. There's other <clears throat> ways to look at it, from um, a, a marketing perspective, and also like what the. Oh, the, so you're saying we're not marketable? Oh, absolutely I'm marketable. Just <laughs> I'm just saying it's just, it's just like, who has all the intangibles? And to me, the new day, any of the three new guys, pick one. I could sell a million Slurpees with any of them. I can sell fucking 7-Eleven cups out the ass. Like CM yeah. Punk was upset, right? But yeah. they, they, there's just, I don't know what it is. I I can't, them three not being the guy is, is baffling to me. It really is baffling. And what's crazy is that I can see Kofi Kingston being a heel. Like I can see him cutting like a mean and vicious uh, promo. I can't. I can't. And- I can, and then him being so like smiley all the time, like getting in your face and looking at you and giving it to you, and then smiling at the end. Cold. I can see it. I can definitely see it. All right. So I, I, just, I just need them to see it. So we're gonna pause here because uh, we're almost at an hour long, and then we're gonna come back with our a uh, recap of the Warrior Fallout. Yeah.